0: Everybody, welcome back to Dead and Married. I'm your host Ashley, and I'm Travis. And today we're going to be talking about Leprechaun because during the month of March, what what do we watch? We watch the Boondock Saints, and we watch Leprechaun. So it's really about it, isn't there?
1: Well, mostly I just watch Boondock Saints.
0: <laughs> okay, well you watch Boondock Saints, and I watch Leprechaun. Yes, that that's that's a pretty that's standard. Fair. <laughs> But yeah um, this film came out in 1993 um, so that would have put me directly at 10 years old and
1: I would have been 13
0: yeah wow you're old I know <laughs> and it's a it's it's a it's a pretty big staple of my childhood I would guess uh, this is one of my 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 sister's favorite movies um, and'll I'll get into a little bit more of that later but yeah um, It was one that I remember seeing, and even though I was still a kid, it didn't scare me. So I think this is typically one, if you have on a list of what are safe movies to introduce kids to, or safe horror movies to introduce kids to, this is typically one that comes up, you know, like with... Gremlins and critters and that kind of thing.
1: What lists are you looking at?
0: And, and there's no no specific list, but people, you know, I've seen in our groups here, like, they're like, I want to get my kid into horror. What should I start with? And it's mm. usually gremlins or this or, you know. Maybe. Well, just because you were in a prudish uh, household. <laughs> yeah. But... It, it probably, the reason it didn't scare me is because as a kid, I was watching way less tame fairs, so...
1: Well, let's be fair. This is this is not a scary movie.
0: It's really not. At all. Um,
1: but I, I enjoyed watching it. I don't know why.
0: <laughs> I don't think our kids were scared watching this when they were little either.
1: Oh, I'm sure they weren't.
0: They're I, Like, this is basically just a riff movie for all of us at this point, but... I mean, that doesn't make it any less fun, but... We mostly watch it just to have a laugh.
1: Well, I think I read somewhere that this movie was inspired by the serial. Like, the guy saw it on, the, on the, the box and thought, well, that'd make a weird horror movie. So I
0: didn't. I haven't heard that. Yeah. But...
1: Which they used the, the serial in here until, I guess, General Mills got pissed off, and then they had to change a couple of things.
0: Yeah. And this probably this movie probably would have flown under the radar as it were, but Jennifer Aniston became a big thing just a year later with Friends. So, you know, one of our favorite shows, I think we've quoted it a hundred times on here already, but but yeah, obviously it wouldn't have got the recognition that it has gotten over time if it not been for her being our lead.
1: Yeah, and I think this movie embarrasses her.
0: I've never heard her mention it, like, in any interviews. She
1: never talks about it in any interviews <laughs> or anything like that, so...
0: yeah. I mean, didn't Warwick Davis say like on a bunch of occasions like she acts like this film doesn't exist? Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. It could be worse. I mean, she could have started off in porn or something.
0: I mean, yeah. So, uh, like I would be, I would be this proud is not a bad start. if. Start. Yeah. No, not at all. She was,
1: a, she was a final girl in a horror movie. She never showed up naked. Right. It could have gone so much worse than this.
0: Yeah, and I mean, like we just said, her career like really took off like a year later, so. I mean, if anything, I would say she owes something to this film in a way.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, isn't that kind of what Jamie Lee <laughs> said too? That you know she had done some work before Halloween, but looking back on it, you know, mm-hmm. like that's kind of where she got her start. So yeah, there's some nostalgia there, but I guess not for Jennifer Aniston.
0: Yeah, and we have a we have a lot of actors that have started in horror and went on to have really pro- prolific careers. I mean. For fuck's sake, you got a Tales from the crypt episode that Brad Pitt's in before he even was on anybody's radar. So, like, yeah, don't don't be ashamed of your horror humble beginnings. Right. Stay proud.
1: <laughs> I like this movie. I think you like this movie.
0: I do. I do. I've got, I've it, got a it, lot of nostalgia for it.
1: It must be a guilty pleasure. We have not been talking about like critics ratings very much, mm-hmm. but if you do look at them, like Rotten Tomatoes gives it a twenty seven percent imdb it's a 4.8 out of 10 metacritic it's a 17 so
0: and i'm afraid they don't get better from there
1: <laughs> it must be like a cult classic or something it is because it is. critically they hate it yeah so i yeah, don't know
0: definitely I, th- I think that's the thing is probably there's a lot of us that grew up watching this movie so and it, as the next few weeks go on we'll be tackling the other ones but I will say, as the series stands right now, this is still my favorite. Um,
1: well, and to be fair, this is the high point of the series, isn't it? Yeah. Like, they really don't... <laughs> they don't really get better than this. Yeah. <laughs> so...
0: I mean, I watched... I probably watched part two as many times when I was a kid, but I think I watched it, rewatched it last year or the year before and was kind of like, oh my God, yeah. this movie's garbage. Um, but I do, however, really enjoy part three. Uh, part three is fucking hilarious. And Leprechaun in the Hood is okay. I prefer Back to the Hood. The production was a little bit better in that one. Um, so I enjoy it a lot more. And I try to forget that Leprechaun in Space exists. <laughs> I, I know a lot of people have done um, riff commentaries on it and done live viewings with groups and stuff, but I, I usually set that one out just because it's awful. Well, is that
1: one on our list?
0: Yes, it is. It's the last one, right? <laughs> yeah. The last one that we're going to do? Yeah, at least for this year. Okay. So next year think... we may come back and do the Hood movies and maybe the remake and maybe the long-awaited sequel if you can call it that
1: i wasn't waiting for it
0: (laughs) i wasn't either
1: (laughs) but it seems like space is where they take a movie monster when they've totally run out of ideas or you know (sighs) what i mean that seems to be the mark of a franchise that's in trouble
0: i know that's the general consensus i'm not going to say that i entirely agree with it just because if you're if you're talking about hellraiser bloodline um, I can understand. it wasn't, there's only a small fragment of it that is actually set in space and I can see where they were going, where they were trying to take pinhead during this multi-generational story. Um, if you're talking about Jason X, I can kind of see it. However, you remember when you and I went to see that movie a hundred years ago and it was fun and we it loved was. it and we enjoyed it. And it was fun at the time. It's.
1: But when you look back on yes. it.
0: Yes. Uh, Unfortunately, it has not stood the test of time, but I still have moments in that film that I love. I just don't... If it, if I'm going to watch Friday the 13th, it's not one I typically put yeah, on.
1: It didn't age well at all. No, it
0: really but, didn't. But,
1: you know, a lot of the... It seems like the movies where... Yeah. Once they got in trouble, that's what they did. Yeah. Like, let's incorporate a space element to it.
0: Maybe. I don't know. I just don't feel like they're all bad. This, Leprechaun and, and in space is fucking horrible. It,
1: if I remember correctly, it seems like any movie, when they move when they move the monster into space, after that, the next one's going to be a reboot of some kind.
0: <laughs> well, I would say in terms of Friday the 13th, they probably jumped the shark with um, taking him to New York. I'm sorry. Taking him to Canada. <laughs> wasn't really in New York, but for, what, a couple of minutes?
1: Yeah, but anyway, um, let's, uh, you want to do a spoiler warning, talk about the movie a little bit?
0: I guess we can. Okay.
1: This is your obligatory spoiler warning. At Dead and Married, we talk about major plot points that might ruin films for the casual viewer. If you don't mind spoilers, join us now.
0: So I guess the thing that you should like about this movie to begin with is that it's a pretty fairly simple, straightforward story, right? I mean, it's... <laughs> like, I could probably give the premise in a minute, but it's basically that this guy steals gold from a leprechaun and brings the leprechaun back with him, and then the leprechaun wants his gold back and starts terrorizing the small group of people until he gets it back. I mean, that's that's essentially what it is, but... <laughs> What else do you like about this movie? Besides oh, that's
1: just not where I saw you going with that. I thought you were gonna say Jennifer Aniston. So <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah. You were allowed yeah. to talk
1: about your Jeff Goldblum boyfriend in the last one. So. That's
0: very true. Tit for tat. <laughs> so yeah, Rachel's in this one. And
1: honestly, that's who she plays in this she really does. movie. Yeah. She's just Rachel before she was Rachel.
0: <laughs> she really does. Like all is. she wants
1: to do is go shop. Yeah. I don't but as far as the story goes yeah, I mean it didn't try to overthink it. It didn't try to make it terribly complicated. Uh there wasn't really anything
0: Were you entertained
1: bizarre going on in there? I mean, more than, you know, a leprechaun. Um, yeah, I guess I was sort of.
0: Well, I mean, we've just been talking about this for like the last couple of movies where you're like, I don't wanna to have to sit and think about anything, I just wanna be entertained. So did it do its job?
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Um, there's some kind of dead space in there, and I we'll we'll probably get to that, but yeah, I do feel like there were some spots where they padded their runtime a little bit, for sure. Because well, even then, it's still not a it's not really a long movie. It doesn't feel like a long it, movie.
0: It doesn't. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Like if you're talking about in terms of just start to finish, yes, it's not a very long movie. But unfortunately, there are kind of one of the issues I have is the pacing of the film because there are times where. You get a bunch of shit going on at once, and then you may have some lag Yeah. there for a little bit. And then the action picks back up, and then there's some more lag, and it's yeah, it kind of like feels th- all over
1: the place. Some additional sort of exposition that was thrown in just to have it, Yeah. I guess. I don't know. There, yeah. There's some stuff where it doesn't really move, but it, it, they don't last long enough to kick me out of the movie, really.
0: Yeah, and, and from what I understand, they also filmed a bunch of stuff and realized... They really didn't have very many kills or that much gore, so they had to go back and film additional stuff to add to it.
1: Yeah, they had to add some gore.
0: Yeah, which. But
1: even then, there's really not much. There's only like in this movie, and they only kill three people.
0: See, according to IMDb, it's four. Um. Oh, okay. I think I know what the fourth final kill is, but who? It's O'Grady in the elevator. Uh, Okay. Yeah, I I wasn't thinking about that at all. Yeah, I think yeah. But yeah, Mm -hmm. effectively, there's just four kills in this movie and it doesn't, I don't know, they're so spread apart throughout the movie where, I mean, yes, I am, and I'm gonna bring up Friday the 13th again, I'm one of those people that it's fun to, you know, count your kills and have so many every few minutes and stuff. Um, It doesn't feel right for a monster movie or a slasher movie for there to be a lack of kills, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess it just depends on the tone of the movie.
1: Typically, I think what you get is if there's not going to be a lot of kills, you have a lot of suspense. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of tension. Um, there's the chase scene. You know, where's the monster? What is the monster? You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of uh, t- tension building atmosphere. Yeah. That So that even though you're offsetting a low body count, you've got something going on. Mm-hmm. This movie does not do that. <laughs> it doesn't do that. At all, and
0: you know it's strange. There's a low body
1: count and no suspense. I was saying zero.
0: Strangely enough, for it being the type of movie it is, it would it could almost qualify as a home invasion movie because they're trapped in this house essentially, and they're trying to you know this thing is coming to attack them, which is what they did in the reboot, which is we won't talk about that right now. But yeah, it's just kind of strange that that's where (laughs) where that went. You know, I mean. Yeah, they get out and they do other things throughout the movie, but there's a good portion of the time where they're just kind of basically trapped in this house. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, kind of kind of weird. It's like I said, it's it, there's a weird tone in this movie.
1: And you've got so in okay, so they open in the in the very beginning and you see the monster like immediately you know, right after the opening credits or during the opening credits. Yeah. Which is unusual. Yeah. I mean, typically don't they kind of wait to introduce him? It seems Not him like, specifically, no, no, no. Yeah, I
0: know what you mean. It seems like they do. You typically get your monster revealed a little bit later. But right. no, they're just like, this is what it is. This is but what you're in for. In this
1: one, the monster is part of the setup for the movie. Yeah. They just threw him in there, which I feel like is is unusual. It seems like in most monster movies, they try to keep the monster's identity or or whatever a secret for a period of time Mm -hmm. to build that suspense but they were like nah fuck it scene one there's the leprechaun sitting on the stairs counting his gold there he is yeah so and it didn't it didn't disappoint (laughs) me that they did that
0: no it's just yeah i see what you're saying it's just not typical
1: it's an interesting choice just because it's so unusual yeah but that part was weird the part that he, po- he pops out of the crate and immediately starts trying to kill everyone around him, even though he's been in that crate for 10 years and has had no interaction with these people at all.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He's got no reason to think that they know where his gold is at all.
0: No, he, <laughs> he's, he's like the Terminator. He's got like a one track mind. Yeah. Like he's got one single objective and fuck everything else. So
1: yeah, but he immediately goes after them. Where's my gold? But he knows that that house has been empty for 10 years. He's been sitting in a crate in the basement for 10 years.
0: You opened the crate, I came. I mean, yeah? <laughs> I don't, yeah.
1: Uh, but but he immediately jumps to the conclusion that because they're in the house, they know where it is <laughs> and goes after him.
0: Yeah. But they and, don't find
1: out where the fucking gold is for half the movie.
0: <laughs> I know, and I find it so strange. Like, you get this O'Grady guy, and apparently he's gone to Ireland because his mother passed away, and he brings back ashes or whatever. Except he doesn't bring back... Her ashes. He fills her urn with the leprechaun's gold and he brings the leprechaun back with him. Like
1: I don't get that. I
0: don't get that either. And I'd asked you when we were watching this, I'm like, okay, if it's me, if I've taken a leprechaun's gold and I'm over in in fucking Ireland, which I don't know why, to sidetrack here for a second. I don't know why when we were first having that conversation, I was like, Ireland? And I didn't even mean to say it that way. I'm watching. I'm watching way too much Jacksepticeye, so Wonderful. I'm just like adapting an Irish accent for no reason. But no, I was like, if I'm over in Ireland and I've done this thing where I've stolen the leprechaun's gold and I'm gonna hightail it back to the states, like if he knows that what you need to destroy the leprechaun is a four leaf clover, why didn't he give the leprechaun some fucking concrete? shoes and put a clover inside the concrete and then, like, put him in the bottom of the ocean before he flies back.
1: You've thought about this a lot, haven't you?
0: (laughs) I was just sitting there. I always do that. I always do that. Okay, what would I do if I was in this situation? Yeah,
1: but putting a leprechaun in a suitcase and bringing him with you is an interesting choice.
0: How do you get a leprechaun through customs? That's like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) well, in 1993-
0: (laughs) still like how do you not send a suitcase through that x-ray thing like He didn't
1: talk the whole time <laughs> and
0: the TSA or whatever they're not like say there looks like there's a little person in your suitcase what's right. going on
1: this is true
0: I just don't I mean did he do that thing in other films where he like took us took a ship <laughs> over to the States you know? Right. I mean, I, I don't Saints know. Didn't.
1: <laughs> I have no idea. I'm pretty sure they were stowaways. But, <laughs> but it yeah, is, it is an interesting choice. it would be like robbing somebody give me all your money. Now get in the car. Yeah. I, it doesn't. He's just dumb. O'Grady <laughs> was just fucking dumb.
0: I just thought it was a choice, and provided had he not made this choice, we wouldn't have a film, you know, roll credits or whatever. But it just seemed like a really stupid Here's decision. The deal.
1: They could have changed it and just been. He took the gold and the leprechaun followed him. Yeah. Not like he smuggled cocaine into the States or whatever. You know, I put a leprechaun in a suitcase. And couldn't this, couldn't you have gotten out? It just doesn't.
0: I mean, okay, I get it. <laughs> it's so stupid. I get it. It would make more sense to have it set in Ireland where you don't have something like that. But I know that in the 80s, and and Hellraiser comes to mind, where executives are like, well, if we set this in another country, our American audience isn't going to relate. Well, fuck us, okay? Like, if the movie needs, if it's about an Irish creature, fucking set it in Ireland.
1: It would have been a lot of fun if this was it had been in Ireland. Yeah. Yeah i think
0: yeah it didn't have to be set in the states just for the sake of us the
1: the other part of the intro that doesn't make sense to me is he was like i caught him and made him show me where my where his gold was what kind of big balls do you (laughs) have dude because this thing like (laughs) how how did you catch the leprechaun like he just rampages around town on his tricycle fucking killing three people did you lure him with
0: a pair of shoes like a pair really dirty shoes (laughs)
1: I mean, I've seen a couple of the other movies. Like, how did you actually catch him and and take his gold from him?
0: Yeah, it it literally makes no sense. And if he had
1: his gold, then he's more powerful. So how did you do that? Yeah, just overall, (laughs) overall, I have issues with the setup to this movie. It's not, it doesn't break it for me. It's just, I don't know. I think I've seen this movie before. But I think I really wasn't paying attention at all.
0: (laughs) Well, isn't that like the running theme throughout this is that you've seen most of the movies we talk about, but you never paid attention to them until now.
1: That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody was, when I heard someone dying on screen, then I would look up and then I go back to doing whatever I'm doing.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's typically the kids that sit and watch these movies with me. So.
1: But it's just, it's got so many problems. But anyway.
0: (laughs) It really does. And then. Um, so our O'Grady guy, he effectively manages to catch him again after the leprechaun kills his wife and then he locks him up in a crate.
1: (laughs) He puts the lid on it, hammers in three nails and sets a four leaf clover on top. And that imprisons the leprechaun (laughs) for 10 years. Right. Really? (laughs) That works.
0: And I mean, to be fair, he did want to do more than that. He was, the intention was to set the crate on fire, but unfortunately, he has a stroke right as he's lighting the match, and the match goes out.
1: It didn't look like a stroke; it looked like a heart attack. Yeah, I thought he died right there.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, and then we—I guess that's what we call our cold open because then we get our proper opening, set some very questionable music. I wonder if they
1: they had to have (laughs) written that song for this movie. (laughs) <laughs> had to because there's no way a song that bad would have been released on the radio in real life.
0: Yeah, it, it sounds like something that, yeah, that they specifically wrote for this, and I won't sing it, I promise. I d- Please. I don't know if I could if I wanted to. What I don't,
1: okay, I get it, a payday's a payday. But if you're a serious musician or singer, and you get, somebody reaches out to you and they're like, hey, we need you to do a song for a movie, and you're like, okay. And then you see this piece of shit that they put in this movie, and you're like, yeah, I'll do that with a straight face. <laughs> I'll totally do it. I mean,
0: it sounds like she took it seriously. Nothing against the singer, of course. Like you said, a payday's a payday, so. Oh, no,
1: it's nothing against the artist. It's the writer. What the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> like, it's just so dumb. I can't, I don't know. I mean, how do you write a song about a four-leaf clover? Like, any, anyway. I don't know. God
0: damn it. I'm going to be singing it the rest of the day now. You are
1: so bad. Uh... But to their credit, like, whoever, the girl or the lady that sang the song, she belted it out. Yeah. She, she put her heart. Soul it was into like with all
0: the gusto of any, I need a hero. She was
1: channeling some <laughs> Dolly Parton in there or something. No, I don't, don't know. Take
0: that back. Take that back. <laughs> We're Dolly but, fans in this house. Take it back.
1: No, you are a Dolly fan in this yes, house. Yes, I am. But yeah, we get our proper opening with uh, Jennifer Aniston and her dad. Mm
0: hmm. Which I recognized, and I'm going to be showing my age here. Um, I, I can't remember the actor's name, but I, I was like, oh, that's Zach Morris's dad, which is funny because he's like in maybe two, three episodes of Saved by the Bell in its entire run, but I recognized him immediately. Right. That just goes to show me the times I've watched that yeah. series. <laughs> but.
1: Yeah, when they get to the house and Rachel hops out, sorry. I'm going to call her Rachel through the whole movie. <laughs> her name in the movie is actually Tori, but. She jumps out and she's got a dress on and she's wearing heels and I'm like, okay, it's Rachel from the flashback scenes with uh, in Friends when Courtney Cox was still fat. Oh, because that's okay. exactly yeah. what she looks like. She yeah. looks like the Rachel from the flashback minus
0: minus the giant prosthetic nose they usually yeah. put on her flashback scenes. Yeah.
1: yeah, so this is this is Rachel from when Monica was fat. Okay, got it.
0: And he needs to uh, follow that up with he's also chunk, so you know, no offense to anybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I never said I wasn't fat too. <laughs> There's no hate here. It's just it was a different state of being for her. That's all.
0: <laughs> yeah, but um,
1: she was big, and then she got not big. It's okay.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, we we were listening to her few first few lines of dialogue, and that was the first thing you pointed out. You're like, oh, she's just Rachel. Yeah, like there, she's she's not. I mean, maybe somebody saw this movie and said, oh, we need that. That's the specific type of character we need, which I, I do believe they had somebody else cast for Rachel. They were like, we need a beginning. shallow airhead
1: for this TV series. That's her.
0: <laughs> you just leave Rachel alone. <laughs> I,
1: didn't, I don't have a problem with Rachel. Oh, obviously. You know I don't.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we get, we get the kind of character. She's kind of vapid and shallow and wants nothing to do with this house that her dad's fixing up, which... I'm not entirely sure why. If it had gotten, if it had actually gotten fixed up, it wouldn't have been a bad house out in the country. I, I'd live there. I would
1: want nothing to do with that house. Really? Yeah.
0: Care to explain why? Because
1: it's in North Dakota. And okay. how fucking cold it gets in North Dakota in the wintertime?
0: And so you love the 150 degree heat we have here every year.
1: No, but I love the fact that it rarely gets below freezing here.
0: It's going to get. Oh, never mind. We're recording this. And- Right.
1: Yeah. Now, Moving here, on. That's the thing is that I've, I've grown up in Texas. I've lived in Texas my whole life. I can handle heat. Hot doesn't bother me. 100 degrees in the summertime, not a big deal. It's been worse. Ugh. But when it gets so cold that if you go outside, you die, no, I'm out. Sorry. Yeah.
0: I used to always think that I'd rather live somewhere like Florida or California where a winter to them is like 70 degrees at the most, but... Now, you know, after all these years and getting older, I I am, like, fully embracing the cold. Like, I really enjoy cold weather now. I don't necessarily enjoy snow or sleet or all that yuckiness that accompanies it, but I don't think I'd mind living in the cold anymore.
1: There's something wrong with you.
0: I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> I just, no. If I hate
0: going outside and feeling like you're going to asphyxiate on contact with the air that is Texas heat. yeah. Especially, especially if you're in the area where I'm from out in West Texas, where there are no trees, it's just nothing but fields upon fields upon fields of cotton. And when it's not cotton season, it's just dirt all fucking year. And you get these giant dust storms. Like, I think I'm just over Texas. I think that's the problem.
1: Well, congratulations. You (laughs) moved to, now we live in an area where it's still a hundred degrees, but we've got 97% humidity.
0: And cedar fever. That's always fun.
1: Yeah. But no, I just, I don't, I don't, I like going to Colorado in the summertime Mm -hmm. so that, you know, your, your high is 80 degrees and it's fantastic. And then it gets a little cool at night and then it warms up again during the day. But that whole, like it gets below zero shit. That's the end of the world type stuff right there. It
0: doesn't have to get below zero for me, but if it's winter time, I want it to be fucking winter time. I don't want to have Christmas like we did this year. We have an 80 fucking degree Christmas like that just it's wrong on so many Season, levels.
1: Seasons are overrated. <laughs>
0: <What>? <laughs> you are alone in that boat all alone. I like leaves to change and I like blossoms in the spring. I don't like dead not dead dead
1: not dead. Okay when is it when is it not dead.
0: I think we have a brief one-week window in the whole year. Yeah, in the springtime. Yes. <laughs> everything's
1: green for about a week, and then it gets too hot for anything to live, and then it all dies again. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, North Dakota, fucking cold, not going to go. That's <laughs> I'm why I'm I'm just saying
0: in terms of the house itself. She's making the house out to be way worse than it is.
1: Nah, it was just an old-ass farmhouse. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with the house itself, just its location.
0: Clean it up, repaint it, it's fine. But she's freaking out about cobwebs and... Okay, I would say she's freaking out over spiders. I This is a tarantula. I'm afraid I would freak out, too. Like, I don't... Yeah, I when don't. you got
1: tarantulas crawling around in the basement, <laughs> that's a different kind of animal.
0: Yeah, that's like, no thanks. I, I, I might set the house on fire at that point.
1: Yeah, get my shotgun.
0: <laughs> we used to do that when we were kids. Like, uh, another thing... I don't I, think
1: you want to talk about that on uh, recording. Sure we can. Okay.
0: <laughs> so... Yeah, as kids we would um that that's what you would do. You'd be sitting outside, especially where we were, and it was not uncommon to see tarantulas just crawling out in the front yard. So, I'm um, I'm sorry to all the animal that's activists what I out say. there. was you
1: sure you want to go there?
0: <laughs> but we my cousins and I okay? I didn't do it personally. My cousin would throw black cats in um tarantula holes because we couldn't go play out in the front yard. It sucked because, you know, anybody could have gotten bit or whatever. And I don't know how badly you can get hurt from a tarantula bite, but I you
1: probably die, really? I don't know. <laughs> big spider.
0: Yeah, we're just a couple of entomologists over here. <laughs> but <laughs>
1: like, was that was that the Hulk?
0: <laughs> big monster
1: yeah yeah, yeah big spider.
0: Yeah, nope, I was just, it wasn't uncommon for the adults to have, again, Texas, it wasn't uncommon for the adults to grab a, a rifle of some kind and pop them off in the front yard just to make sure kids didn't get hurt. that That's all it was saying. I just want to
1: point out that they're big enough that you can hit them with a gun.
0: Yes. <laughs> okay. Yes, that's why I said. You could see them crawling across the yard from the living room window. Yeah, like, like
1: eight-legged freaks style. They're huge. They're
0: fucking insane. We, we came back from a trip once and there was one just crawling up the wall in our living room. I'd, I'd probably left a me-shaped hole in our living room. You
1: Looney tunes dread right on out of there, huh? Yeah.
0: But, but no, I'm just saying she she's making a huge deal about, I gotta get to a hotel. This is gross. And I'd be like, mm, I'm clean it up. It'll be fine. We've, yeah. a, we've all been in there in that situation, moving into another house that maybe the last tenant wasn't so caring with or whatever. We've had some apartments that have been kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Like don't want to run a blue light over anything. <laughs> no. <laughs> but we did just fine. Yeah,
1: we did all right. Yeah. A lot of bleach. <laughs> a lot of scrubbing.
0: But we we get that set up where they're moving in there and then she meets the what are gonna be our other group of characters. Okay.
1: All right. Let's just hang on a minute there. So I did not have the initial reaction to this guy that everyone <laughs> else did. My first thought was great value, Fabio. <laughs> Everyone else <laughs> saw Kevin Bacon from Tremors.
0: I think it was the sleeveless shirt. I, I
1: didn't get Kevin Bacon. I just saw his mullet.
0: Yeah, I think it was the sleeveless shirt.
1: Yeah, so maybe it was the sleeveless shirt. That, that's not that's not the first place I went. Now, having said that, Tremors is one that I wouldn't mind reviewing because I like that movie.
0: See, I'm I'm usually in the camp where I'm like, meh. I like Burt. Everybody likes Burt. But I actually prefer the second Tremors to the first. I like Burt. Like, spe- He's in
1: all of them. I like Bert.
0: Yeah, like, speaking of O'Grady, <laughs> there's a character named Grady in Tremors 2 that is hilarious, and that's pretty much the reason I like it better. Like, there, were, there was more humor in it, I thought.
1: I don't remember him. I just remember the guy with the guns. Yeah. So,
0: <laughs> But... But uh, yeah, that's that's another thing we can talk about is how this film was initially supposed to be a straightforward horror film. And then um, I guess somewhere during the production, they decided that it would be work better as a horror comedy. I think
1: that was Warwick Davis's idea. That yeah. it needed a little to, to go more sort of in the comedy direction. Mm. And so, yeah, they reshot some of the stuff to make it less of a straight horror movie. And then they had to go back later and add gore in. So
0: Yeah, and it's something I noticed watching it this time was I actually got Critters vibes off this movie. Like, I, I'd never noticed it before, but I'm sitting there while we're watching and I'm thinking, okay, you have got this family in this farmhouse and this thing has showed up to terrorize them and now they're kind of trapped in their house trying to fend this thing off and then you've got a guy that there might be a little something wrong with them and then you have this kid that's kind of trying to step up and save the day so yeah i got mad critters vibes off of this thing which that's one i would like to cover eventually yeah, too i think
1: i wouldn't it would not surprise me if critters wasn't part of the inspiration for this because i think critters came before this it did it did so. but um it, it would be pretty easy to draw some inspiration for this movie from Critters.
0: Yeah, exactly. And um, I don't know. I don't know how I feel. I mean, I'm not sure that the humor works maybe in this one as much. I mean, they obviously really took it and ran with it in the sequels, but definitely there's some weird tonal shifts throughout, like I mentioned before. Um, like... Well, I'll backtrack it a little bit. Like I said a while ago, we're getting introduced to our other characters. So you get these characters of Ozzy and Alex, and I don't know that I care for them that much. Is is that is that mean?
1: No, I th- I think you just you don't care for Ozzy. He's not an unlikable character in this movie.
0: Well, all I see is Francis. You from could be Pee-wee.
1: sympathetic to his character in this movie, but I think all you see is his character in Big Top Pee Wee. <laughs>
0: It's or not Pee-wee's big' great adventure. Big adventure.
1: Whatever that people okay, Herman movie was. Okay,
0: clearly you don't know Peewee as well as you
1: should. Okay, I just know this—he was in it, <laughs> and he was a dick.
0: <laughs> yes, he was. Um, and no, then this kid, the
1: kid's a twerp. Alex is Alex, yeah. And I don't care for those kids. Yeah, I, like, that kid needs a spanking.
0: Oh, <laughs> your age is showing.
1: <laughs> I know. I'm old.
0: <laughs> but no, it's not like there was any one thing particular about those characters that made them unlikable, I guess. I mean, it's not like that. It just, they feel like an afterthought, almost. Like they just needed to add a couple of characters to have more stuff to do, almost, because... And I'll just say, with none of the characters in this movie, nobody's given any kind of like character moments. Nobody really has an arc necessarily. It's just they're all just there.
1: Well, Jennifer Aniston's character kind of comes around a little bit.
0: right, uh, yeah, I guess so you'd say that
1: sudden that it's odd. Yeah, you know, she goes from I'm going back to the hotel. I want to go shopping. I want Orange Julius, whatever. <laughs> right. That, and all of a sudden, she knows how to do first aid. She knows how to work a shotgun. Yeah. Like, all of a sudden, she just, at some point in the movie, she shifts from just this mall rat, basically, to, um, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a character. Like, all of a sudden, she's a, a capable final girl. Yeah. And I don't know when that takes place, but it's odd.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I very, mean, it's appreciated. It's very sudden. But... I know me personally, and we've just, dis- we've discussed this in the past. I'm not a gun person at all. Um, I don't know that I would immediately be able to go and just cock a shotgun and be okay. First of all, it's really hard to cock a shotgun. I have it's tried really it before. It is for me. It's not for you, big guy, but it is for little five foot me. You calling me fat? No, <laughs> just saying you've got a little bit more muscle than I do. So, I I'm never gonna be uh, Arnold like one hand cocking a shotgun anytime soon. You
1: don't have to be Arnold. Even <laughs> I can do that, and I'm not Arnold. It's all in technique. I'll show you sometime. But anyway, yeah, she just jumps right in there. She goes from Rachel to Sarah Connor just like that. Well, oh,
0: let's not get crazy. I'm not. I'm just
1: saying <laughs> that it's it's a sudden in sort of strange transition yeah there's no arc to it you don't see that development progress Mm -hmm. it's just one moment she's this person and the next moment she's this other person i will say however she manages to rock her perfectly clean la gear sneakers
0: oh man all the way
1: through it (laughs) you remember those
0: yes i do (laughs) I don't know that I. Well, maybe I owned a pair. Did you own a pair? Uh, no. Because I don't remember LA Gear being a particularly Look, expensive brand. I
1: think LA Gear was was focused more towards girls. I wanted British Knights. Yeah. I don't I know think- if you, anybody remembers those. <laughs> But they were really popular for about a minute and a half, and then they died. <laughs> I was
0: just saying, I don't think that those were p- particularly expensive during the day. I think they, were, they might have been the sketchers of the 90s. You Probably. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think what I wanted more than anything, and I actually think I did own a pair at some point where you had those, uh, you had the chucks that had like the interchangeable colors for the logo. You'd get like these old plastic slides, and you'd slide them in, so your star in chevron Logo thing, you could have red or you could have yellow or you could have green. So I, I think you know I you loved it. What's funny those. about
1: Chucks is that they went through, or Converse in general, is it seems like they went through a really strange arc. They were really popular, right? Because yeah. they were Chucks. Yeah. And then they went through a phase there where you could like get those at the dollar store.
0: Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Like they were cheap shoes,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: now they're popular again. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, like...
1: L.A. Gear, that did not happen for them. They were popular and then they just went away.
0: I was gonna say that it's one of the, one of the things that's funny to look at in this movie is how dated it is.
1: It's so bad.
0: <laughs> like, okay, you can... It's
1: funny, though, because I remember that shit.
0: You can go back and you can watch literally any eighty slasher and say, oh, sure, it's dated because they're listening to cassette tapes or using Walkmans or whatever, but... This one, it was like the big cell phone she had, and then, yeah, her LA gears with her little slouchy socks, which I totally used to rock, but...
1: Okay, I don't remember <laughs> cell phones like that then, so it would have had to have been a satellite phone, probably, and it feels like that one was a little small.
0: And it was red! Like,
1: I knew a guy that had a mobile phone, and it was one of those damn bag phones. You had to leave it plugged in all the time, or the battery would, like, almost immediately die. Yeah,
0: or the ones, like, bringing up Zach Morris again, those giant-ass... Yeah, it
1: was, a, it was a satellite phone. Like, yeah. They were huge, and you had to pull the antenna out.
0: Yeah, I remember thinking that if I got in somebody's car, and they had one of those car phones in there, that they were like, oh my God, they must be rich.
1: Yeah, but it cost like $6 a minute to make a phone call on one. Yeah. It was insane.
0: Yeah, I hate to think of how much those phones cost the, back then.
1: The guy that I knew that had one, he had it because it impressed girls. <laughs> he never used it.
0: Well, I know what friend or cousin you're talking about, and he needed all the help he because-
1: he really did. <laughs> but yeah, he had it, and it was it was active. It worked, but he never used it because it was so expensive to make a phone call on the damn thing.
0: Yeah. But yeah, it's funny to go through there and see 90s-isms because you're used to seeing 80s-isms all the time, but 90s are fun. Right. Because, you know, I'm, I'm we're obviously 80s kids, but... Let's face it, for a big majority, we were 90s kids, too. We were kind of in that weird... Well, I was
1: a teenager in the 90s.
0: Yeah. But you remember more from that time than you would the 80s, because in the 80s, you're... St- I mean, for all intents and purposes, by the time 1990 rolled around, I was only seven. Right. So...
1: By the time 1990 rolled around, I was 10. So, I yeah. remember the 80s. Carter was president when I was born, so... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. As he was when I was uh, a kid. But... You know, but yeah, but
1: you remember more than nineties because like for me and for mostly for you, we were teenagers. Those were the formative years. Yeah. Yeah. That's when you got in trouble doing dumb shit.
0: Yeah. Um, but I never recall having to fight off any leprechauns during. Never happened. Yeah. (laughs) I just remember quoting him, (laughs) but, but yeah, um, going back to what I was saying, I don't know that, I mean, maybe you could root for the group. I guess, in general, but you get to a point where some of your characters are completely useless. Like, you have Tori's dad for, like, maybe two scenes in the movie, and then he gets his hand bitten, and then he's just pretty much off the map for the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah, and that's, I guess, an inconsistency for me in the movie. He gets bitten on that hand, goes to the emergency room, and they keep him. Yeah, right yeah okay maybe he had it's the thing they think it had rabies and they gave him some that, shots and that's my away. guess yeah but he's non-functional after he gets his hand bitten yeah um what's his name nathan uh-huh um mullet man <laughs> discount fabio
0: discount kevin bacon
1: he gets his leg caught in a bear trap and mm-hmm. he's just like running around with a shotgun sometimes he goes from periods where like he's fine and you see him like running into the house and the next one he's like oh i can't walk it's so bad <laughs> You know. guys, <laughs> i
0: And I couldn't understand that either. I'm like, how the fuck is he still walking? Yeah. You know, and then the
1: leprechaun will bust it and he jumps up. He's like, we're going to fuck out. And runs. <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, I pick mean, one.
0: I was thinking of that scene in uh, Predators where Topher Grace's character gets caught in a bear trap. And he's pretty much fucked from that point. Like, he can't walk. Right. He's having to be carried. And so I'm watching this and I'm going. So
1: <laughs> speaking of the bear trap. How is Rachel able to pry a bear trap open with her bare hands?
0: Uh, that's another excellent point. I, I don't, don't, I see don't that know happening. that I could
1: do it. Like, they have a foot lever on them for a reason. So you, I, don't, I don't know. Like, anyway. I'm one of those people that has trouble I just opening see, jars, so... I don't see that shit happening. She just, like, pried that bitch open and got his <laughs> leg out.
0: Yeah, but... Anyway. But no, I don't feel like there's any one character in particular you can root for. You're just kind of hoping this group survives the night, or you're not hoping either way. I
1: was only hoping that one of them survived.
0: <laughs> but and she
1: did, so it's okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I, I understand what you're saying with this condition that Ozzy has, which I'm completely confused on because. They make it sound like he's simple or slow, maybe. I, he doesn't have anything outright wrong with him, you know, but they're constantly giving him a hard time for being
1: like. Well, they make it out like he's, like he's got some sort of, men, like a disability. Yeah. You know? But yeah. he really doesn't. I mean you get the feeling that there may be a learning disability of some sort there, but other than that, he just is not educated.
0: Yeah. He didn't strike like, me as being slow though. Specifically
1: wrong with him. I yeah. just think he's just not an educated yeah. individual.
0: Yeah. He didn't so, strike me as anything being but then wrong with him. When you see
1: the townies sort of running around in the background where he grew up, none of them seem like really educated individuals. <laughs> so True. Maybe they just went to school in Dublin.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. Oh shit. <laughs> But, um, no.
1: Not Ireland. There's a Dublin in Texas.
0: Yes, there is also, yeah. We're not going Yeah, we're not. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) But, um, you also, like with Alex, you had said he was like a little shit or whatever.
1: Ugh, yeah. Don't like that kid.
0: I don't know. I just, it was another one I just felt like he was just a background character. I don't really feel like he had entirely much to do except to pick on Ozzy. Um...
1: I thought he had no value really to the story or anything like that. They just gave him way too much screen time. Because I mean, yeah, he just he told Ozzy, he's like, "No, we've got the gold. We can get your brain fixed." Yeah. Like, "You little dick, shut up." <laughs> There's nothing wrong with Ozzy. Fuck off.
0: Yeah. So, oh, okay, maybe I'm changing my mind. Maybe maybe I like Ozzy not so much Alex, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. With kids, you you have a very fine line you have to walk with kid characters and especially horror movies so
1: if you're gonna make a pretentious child you gotta be very careful because it's easy to go over that limit with the audience mm-hmm. to me yeah we're, we're all of a sudden the kid's not likable anymore i think there's a fine balancing act with child actors
0: yeah and so. he had this he had this moment where he's I I don't know exactly what he was doing, because it never paid off. He was doing something with the bear trap, like he was going going to use it as a weapon. Like He's in the barn, and he's like, I'm not scared, I'm not afraid, I'm going to get you, and all this stuff. And then the second the leprechaun shows up, he just starts screaming again, which, yes, he's a kid, that would be normal, but... It's just like, they they kept acting like they were setting this kid up to be the little badass, and he just wasn't. So, I mean, ultimately, he is the one that gives the leprechaun his demise, so yeah, maybe that's why. But.
1: You're not Tommy Jarvis. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down.
0: <laughs> yeah. Maybe Corey Feldman might have worked better, but I think by 1990, he was probably already an adult. Yeah. Or at least, you know.
1: Well, he's, he's a little older than me, I think. So yeah. He would have been too old to play this part.
0: Right. But... But no, and I recognize the kid actor from like "Don't Tell the Mom the Babysitter's Dead" and stuff like that throughout the '90s. I, I well, don't. Well,
1: I recognize that kid because yeah, like you, I saw him in several different movies, sort of in that era, and he always played this character,
0: mm-hmm.
1: sort of the smart mouthed little kid brother. Yeah, and you just want to smack him. <laughs> anyway,
0: but um, you know, I thought the. Uh, I thought the story was just okay. Like I said, it's very simple. It's very to the point. Um, nothing really earth shattering or nothing that's going to make you leave and be like, that was the greatest horror movie I've ever seen or whatever. It's, it's fun. It's serviceable.
1: I'm going to say, and this is going to sound shitty. Other than this setup that we already talked about, that that was kind of strange choice. Mm-hmm. It's the type of writing I expect from this kind of movie. I mm-hmm. guess it's not bad. It's not great. It's just sort of utilitarian i guess you know it's simple to the point they get they convey what they're trying to convey but there's nothing really outstanding about it there's nothing really horrible about it it's just sort mm-hmm. of a gener- it's generic i guess is that bad
0: uh i wouldn't call it completely generic or completely middle down the road if for or for if for no other reason than for Warwick Davis by himself, which we have not even talked about yeah, yet. Yeah, but
1: that's not the writing; that's him. Yeah. So,
0: but that's that's for me. He he to me makes this entire movie. Oh, for sure. If it wasn't for him, I don't know that I would care for this movie at all.
1: Well, we watched the the new one, and it's not Warwick Davis, the sci fi movie. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy it at all. I mean, maybe we'll talk about that one at some point in the future. <laughs> but I will tell you that you take Warwick Davis out of the Leprechaun, and I don't want to watch it anymore.
0: I know that there are people who did enjoy the sequel, uh, this most recent one. Um, that's fine. If, if people enjoyed it, I'm glad they got a good time out of it, but. It's just not ugh, for me. Gosh almighty. No, I, I didn't enjoy myself. I think I got a couple of chuckles maybe throughout the whole thing. Um, it does have a couple of moments, but. It didn't feel like a worthy successor. If if they were going to go the route like uh, Halloween 2018 did, where they took they took the original story and improved upon it and up the ante, raised the stakes this new Leprechaun did not do that.
1: You had your chubby pinhead moment, I think, there. Yeah. It's 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 one of those where the guy that did it, he probably did a decent job. It's he did not okay. Bad. There he are was... people that really like that. Yeah. You know, they've introduced the other pinheads, but all the other, all the other ones I've seen, it's always going to be Doug Bradley for me. That's the one I'm going to expect. It's kind of like that here. Mm-hmm. It's not the guy that they cast in the new one did a bad job. I just expect to see Warwick Davis.
0: Yeah. And he bless is, him. He played that character for a long time. He is
1: the Leprechaun to me. Yeah, so I will probably never be able to give another one of those movies a fair shake if he's not in it, just because he's he is the leprechaun. Yeah, so
0: uh, I, I've said it before; I don't feel like that's entirely fair. Well, um, I didn't
1: say I was being fair. <laughs> I'm not trying to be fair. You
0: know, it's like people bitching that Tony Todd was not in this uh, new Candyman sequel. I thought Yaya did an amazing job. Is he Tony Todd? No, but he brought his own flavor to it. And so I I feel like it's unfair to say that nobody else can play a particular role. I have
1: a theory about that. I just
0: think the movie's shitty.
1: I have a theory about that. If they had tried to do a direct remake of the Candyman, it wouldn't have come off as well. Right. The reason it works with Yaya being Candyman is because it's not a direct ripoff of the original.
0: Exactly. Mm -hmm.
1: It's because they went kind of a different direction with it. Right. Again, if they'd have thrown him in the fur-lined coat, be my victim, you'd be like, nah. Mm -hmm. Nah, you're not Tony Todd. Shut up. (laughs) You would.
0: I don't know. It's hard to say. But I mean, they, they I think a lot can be said enough. for performance.
1: They changed it up enough where you can accept a new actor coming into that role.
0: Yeah. You've
1: got to change it a little bit.
0: Yeah.
1: And in this one, they didn't.
0: No. And in... I think that's the
1: reason we have such a hard time accepting a new pinhead is because it's the same story. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to shoehorn someone else into that into their place. Yeah. If they change the story up a little bit, we might be more accepting of a new actor.
0: Yeah. That being said, Leprechaun's not a film that I feel like we need a remake of or a reboot. Um, I think it's fine for what it is. Like, if somebody told me tomorrow that Dr. Giggles was getting a remake, I think I'd be extremely concerned.
1: You know what, though? I'm glad they did it. I'm glad they did it. Because if they start doing remakes of some of the more obscure movies, then maybe some of the ones that we've talked about, like Nightbreed.
0: Okay. That
1: um, could stand to have a mm-hmm. another go at it, you know, with a bigger budget and... You know you know, to yeah. get closer to Clive Barker's original vision, you get a little bit closer to giving those movies a chance too.
0: Yeah. You're 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 right. You're right. So but um but yeah, uh Warwick Davis is just epic in this role. He's really
1: good in this. I mean
0: he really is.
1: Not this movie specifically, but he's really good as the leprechaun.
0: Yeah, he really is. And the effects, his costume, <clears throat> his makeup, all of that just worked. And he does have some funny lines, some one one liners. Um, I love that he's rhyming, <laughs> most of his dialogue's rhyming throughout, with the exception of a few.
1: This dude would kill in a rap battle.
0: <laughs> and of course... Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> and his love of anything that has wheels in this movie almost makes up for everything else. Oh, he's
1: a little motorhead. I think it's great.
0: <laughs> like, we got fucking rollerblades, a tricycle, a go-kart. Fucking
1: power wheel. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's a power wheel that pickup. <laughs> yeah, what's funny is that he he took it and stuffed the back of it full of toys. Yeah, I know. His pogo stick, like a stuffed bear. It's like a little kid packed it.
0: I know. It's it's wonderful. like that's the
1: shit that our daughter would put in the back of a of a car.
0: <laughs> right. It's just yeah, so toys in there kind of haphazardly. Like, yeah, it's great, but the, he did bring some subtleties to it um that i just thought really worked for the character um the bit with the shoes obviously is one of them and it really cracks me up that he cannot he's easily distracted by a pair of shoes which i mean same but <laughs> i found myself laughing at some of the choices because at one point he offers to clean aussie shoes which are a pair of red converse i'm like you can't shine canvas all he
1: does is like smear the blood around on him yeah i don't yeah um I, you know talking about his his mannerisms and the way he moves it looks really good yeah when he's when he's playing the leprechaun the makeup i think was good his facial expressions are good he does a good job of conveying what he what he means or whatever uh-huh even through all the heavy makeup which um,
0: oddly enough this isn't one that took a long time to put on i think it was only four hours three or, or three or four hours something yeah then. which you had guys like Pinhead, um, who had like eight hour makeup sessions, but you wouldn't know from looking at his makeup that it was half the time because it looks really good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But what I, I think it would be interesting and I know they went the comedy route and it wasn't as in your face in this one as it is in the ones that come after, you know, that it's a, it's a comedy, but I think it would be really neat or would have been cool. Cause I think he's done with the leprechaun now. I think Barber Davis yeah. is kind of Yeah, I done. think they're
0: doing a reboot of Willow and stuff like a series on Amazon or something like That's that. That's cool. So I've never seen Willow. Like, I
1: liked it when I was little.
0: Don't at me or whatever. Right?
1: But. Um, but I think it would have been cool to see this in a sh- as a straight horror movie. Mm-hmm. I think he could have really sold it as a scary villain. Uh, you would have had to change a lot of things. You'd have to change the cast, change the story. But I think him as an actor in this role...
0: I don't know because that, that puts me thinking about Leprechaun origins. I think he and that's be- what they tried to do with that one, and it didn't work.
1: Yeah, but it didn't work because it wasn't him.
0: Yeah, but even if it was him, that that just going straight forward. I don't. I don't know. I feel like the humor helps make this movie what it is. Mm,
1: maybe. But I think if anybody was going to sell it, it would have been him. Yeah. So anyway, Wicked can do it.
0: <laughs> but yeah. Um, like I was saying, the special effects, the, the kills are right there with it. It's, there's not many. There's, there's only four kills in this movie, but the effects in them, well, and at least two of them are pretty damn decent. The pogo stick kill, which is probably m- my favorite of the right. film. Um, I find it hilarious because it's like that Austin Powers steamroller moment <laughs> where Michael McDonald's standing in yes. front. Stop! <laughs> because the, the shop owner. It's a pawn stop. Uh, pond it's a stop. collectibles. Thing. Yeah, it looks like
1: a pawn shop, though.
0: <laughs> I said pawn stop. I meant to say pawn. It's shop. a pawn stop. A pawn stop. <laughs> you heard it here first. But um, no, he's just laying there on the ground, like no, no. <laughs> like he had every opportunity to get up and run, or at least roll out of the way, but he's just laying there on the floor in. <laughs> How I mean, don't pogo sticks have like a rubber stopper on the end, and that's what helps yeah. you bounce? So did he just like take the, take it off? Did it not have one or whatever? I don't know. That would cause a pogo stick to impale someone? Here's the deal.
1: I had a pogo <laughs> stick when I was a kid. Yeah. Even without, even with the rubber thing on there. If somebody bounced on you, like on your foot, on your hand, it would still really hurt a lot. I'm sure it
0: would hurt, but would I don't it impale know that you, you?
1: I don't know that you would pogo someone to death with it,
0: but it wouldn't feel good. All right. Makes note to self, buy a pogo stick, and then waits for you to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who
1: you're kidding. We both know you don't have the balance to do a pogo no, stick. No, I couldn't. We know you don't. I couldn't. You would hurt yourself before you hurt anyone else I with can't that.
0: even stand on one. <laughs>
1: like Unless you're going to swing it like a club, you ain't hurting nobody. <laughs>
0: No, my brothers and I tried that several years ago, um, and I couldn't. I couldn't even get my balance to stand on it for like less than a second. So
1: yeah. i ain't worried about you and your pole <laughs> Not even a little bit. But that's okay. So if we're talking about kills, right? So he kills O'Grady's wife, mm-hmm. and then did
0: it show how he? Killed she her? fell
1: down the stairs. That's
0: right. That's right. That's right.
1: Like that's pretty mundane. Mm-hmm. That, that's not really an impressive kill. And it was a broken neck, too. Yeah. It's not like she exploded when she fell down the stairs. She it just <laughs> broke her neck. That was it. Um, and then he kills the guy in the pawn shop. hmm He kills the police officer. Right. But he kills the police officer. How did he kill the cop? he oh broke goodness. his neck all he did was break yeah, his neck. yeah yeah
0: he just he looked like he clawed like him like snake, fucked his face like up snake some. plissken
1: style just, <laughs> just
0: yeah snapped it yeah he just kind of got on sat on top of his shoulders and just yeah. grabbed his head so pretty uneventful kill too
1: and then O'Grady and you don't know how he kills O'Grady no because O'Grady was laying on top of the elevator c- yes car uh-huh so you get one creative kill and it's with a pogo stick
0: yeah and maybe that's why it's my favorite because it was so inventive, but yeah, the rest of them just kind of fall short after that. He's got he's definitely got some more creative kills in the sequel yeah. for sure. Or at least that I can remember. We'll we'll find out next we'll week. We'll
1: find out next week. <laughs> so, what were your favorite parts of this movie?
0: Uh, I love I feel like there was a direct rip-off, whether it was intentional, I don't know, but even so, I love it. And it's the scene where uh, uh, Tori's in the kitchen and phone starts ringing and she picks it up and he's taunting her on the other end of the phone and she doesn't hang it back up. She just kind of throws the phone down and leaves it off the hook. And then for whatever reason, it starts ringing again, you know, and like I said, it feels like that set up to the tongue scene in Nightmare Gnome Street, but she goes to pick up the phone and the fucking tiny hand comes out. Take my strong hand. <laughs>
1: I always think scary movie every time, or scary movie two. My strong hand.
0: Well, he didn't come out and fuck a turkey, so let's all be thankful for that. But yes, I I just whether it was a direct rip off or not, I just loved the little hand coming through the phone. I just thought that was really funny. It's like little dried up Voldemort's little hand
1: coming through there. So did you notice when she yanked the phone off the wall? There was no phone cord
0: actually attached to that phone. I did not notice that. Yeah. But you did point out to me during the kill of the pawn shop owner that there was a giant continuity error with his um, suspenders.
1: Yeah, the clip in the back. <laughs> so there's one scene where you can see it like sticking up and you can see the clip like in the middle of his back, clearly not attached to his pants. Yeah. And then they cut very next scene and it's attached. And then the next scene, it's not. And then the next one, it is. And then the next one, it's not.
0: <laughs> continuity so, errors like, are my favorite thing in did, horror movies. Did nobody
1: notice like, fucker, your suspenders are not on right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's like um Friday the 13th the new beginning where that chick Pam has that sweater tied around her shoulders and she's running through the woods and then the next shot it's not on and then the next shot it's back on. <laughs> I love those are the greatest. But um
1: <laughs> it always reminds me of like some of the National Lampoon movies or like The Naked Gun where like the guy starts and maybe he's got something on his head and then they, they cut and they come back and it's somewhere else and then they cut and they come back and it's somewhere else and yeah. It's it's making fun of those continuity errors. but Yeah, I love those. Those kind of things, I, have, I get a lot out of those. Yeah, I do too. I'm easy to please.
0: Like, we should just make a, like, sometime take a compilation of all of those and, like, turning it, turning it into a drinking game, like, take a shot every time the suspenders come unclipped. I'm
1: too old for hangovers. <laughs> and that's all that would be, is hangover.
0: But um, I guess my other favorite scene would be where... They need to get Tori over to the old folks home to talk to o- O'Grady to find out how to stop him. And so their big plan is they're going to get this giant box of shoes and throw the shoes at him to distract him. And it, I don't know why every time I get such a laugh out of that scene, I'm like, ah, 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 and he's trying to like run to every shoe and they're like trying to throw them out farther and farther so that he's got more, you know, it takes up more time. But him just stopping to shine every shoe fucking cracks me up so bad, <laughs> but uh, just on top of that, um, the puns that he makes throughout. And yes, I realize they're a little bit lighter in this film, but they're still funny. Um, my sister and I, um, this was one of the movies that we ran around quoting all the time when we were kids. Like, even now I could probably still call Robin and be like, I want me gold, <laughs> you know? And provided we probably quote part two more than we quote this one, but it's 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 one of those films that it's always gonna make me smile. Anytime he says, "I want me gold," just because I'm gonna think of her. But hi, Robin. <laughs> but what are some of your favorite parts?
1: Oh man, so <laughs> I like the I like the continuity errors. I get a kick out of those. Um, like I said, I'm easy to please. I like it when he's driving that little toy truck. <laughs> I like the power wheel.
0: Did you that notice that the just... truck seems so much smaller? It doesn't look like him at his size. Like he would be sticking out at the top, feels like.
1: No, it felt pretty appropriate.
0: Yeah. Because he's not very tall. Yeah.
1: Um, But that was great. And it, just, it made me laugh when he, you know, shows him like driving by. He's going fast. <laughs> <laughs> like he's hauling ass in that little truck. Yeah. And it's full of toys in the back. <laughs> it's like some kind of tiny fucked up Santa Claus. Um, That one was great. When he's chased him in the damn wheelchair, like he was hauling ass in Uh that wheelchair. And then later when he goes in the shop, because he's obsessed with wheels, and he comes busting out of there with like some homemade, it's like Mad Max, you know, with a pitchfork sticking out the front. Uh It's like some Fury Road shit or whatever. Welcome to Thunderdome, bitch. Like he just, it flipped the damn pickup over with it.
0: I know. How did that even happen? I don't know. (laughs) Or or the bit where he's uh, he's wearing the rollerblades and he goes through the fence and it leaves a little leprechaun shape. It was great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Like anytime he is he's it do- using something that that rolls or has wheels. Mm-hmm. Those the bits are great. Yeah. For me, they
0: they took that and ran with it for sure.
1: Which is good. Um, let's see. I thought the phone thing was funny with the tiny mm-hmm. hand. I think that's about it. I don't know. I mean, it, it's one of those movies where I just. I like the movie. It's not my favorite, but yeah. I don't know. It's on the high side of middle of the road. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. So flip side of that was, it, what did you not like about the movie?
1: I didn't like Alex.
0: <laughs> I think you've mentioned that.
1: <laughs> I didn't like that little kid. I didn't like him at all. <laughs> well, you know what
0: he'd say to that? <laughs> Fuck you, Lucky Charms.
1: <laughs> I did like that part. Yeah. Yeah. That was good.
0: But do you like it where it was in the film, or now that you know the context behind that line? Oh,
1: no, it's even better now that I know the context. <laughs> so the story goes that they got permission to use Lucky Charms likeness in the uh, in the movie, yeah. and General Mills gave it, and they were cool with it until they saw how they were using it, and then they rescinded their permission to use their image. hmm So... They changed the thing a little bit, so that it wasn't Lucky Charms necessarily anymore. And they changed the, you know, Alex's line at the end from "I was whatever like your it was luck just
0: ran out" or something
1: to "fuck you, Lucky Charms." Yeah, which is pretty great. And
0: admittedly, the Lucky Charms joke would have been low hanging fruit. That's very easy. But yeah, knowing the context of that now, it's it it does make it a little bit funnier. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's funnier now. <laughs> um, other than Alex, what did not like? I feel, like the, I feel like the opening, because I know we spent a lot of time talking about the opening. Mm-hmm. I feel like they should have smoothed that out and made that make a little bit more sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, the only thing they had to change is that he didn't bring him in a suitcase. He brought the gold and the leprechaun followed him. Right. Like, it would have been an easy thing to change.
0: He has so many magical abilities in this film that... It wouldn't have been... I mean, I feel like it wouldn't have been unheard of for him to teleport there magically or well, something. Well, he
1: he loses power when he loses his gold.
0: True. That's true.
1: But, I mean, for him to have found a way to follow him, that would have been better in my mind.
0: Yeah. that's.
1: I think that's really about it. There wasn't a ton for me to dislike about it, I guess. Mm-hmm. What about you?
0: Um, same thing. I really don't have just a whole lot I didn't like. Other than some weird plot holes, you know, like we discussed at the beginning with how he ended up there in the first place. Um, mm-hmm. Some stupid decision making by the characters. Like, there's a scene where Ozzy calls the police and he fucking leads with... A leprechaun is after us. Why the fuck do you do that? I mean, I, I realize again that Ozzy is supposed to be slow minded, but at the same time, and, and I mean, the character Tori evens like, you didn't tell them that, that it was a leprechaun, right? And then he's like, well, of course I did. It's like, oh, so I understood her frustration there because why don't you just call and say there's someone on our property uh, trying to attack us? Well, I
1: think that's because they, they put him in there. He, he's kind of simple in that he, he doesn't lie. Right. Right. And that's the thing. He called and told him exactly what was going on. Mm -hmm. It was just not something that was necessarily believable, even though that's what really was happening.
0: I just, I found it frustrating. For him to
1: call and lie would have been out of character for him.
0: Well, he didn't have to lie. He just doesn't have to say it's a leprechaun. He could just say we're, we're at this address and we're being attacked.
1: I get it. It's just for him to not call and say that would have been weird to me.
0: Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah, we've, I I guess I'm with you on Alex that I just, it was a character I didn't feel like was completely necessary, I Honestly, guess. Honestly,
1: you could have omitted the dad, too, for the same reason. Yeah. The dad was in the movie for 15 minutes. Yeah. Contributed nothing. I mean, you could have just as easily said that, uh, Tori inherited this house for some reason and mm-hmm. was out there and that's why she was there. And they could have saved money paying an extra actor. Right. Because he didn't really add anything to it.
0: hmm Um... I did put it in my negatives that it is extremely dated, but n- now that we've talked about it, I think that kind of just adds to its charm and makes it a little bit more fun. So, I'm going to take that off my dislikes. But um I just the only big bitch I can come up with was just the the problem with the pacing. Like like I said, you get some spurts there where where everything's really fun and chaotic and um then others that it feels like it does drag for a little bit and I don't know, you get that kind of middle of the movie slump there for a few minutes where it's basically just minutes and minutes of them just reacting to him being there. And it's like, okay, we know you're scared, whatever. Um, And and then it'll go back to being crazy the next minute. So it just feels very erratic and all over the place.
1: Yeah. But if you think about it the that middle piece that neither of us cared for where it's yeah he's creeping around but nothing's really happening mm-hmm. in a different horror movie you, that's where your body count comes in mm-hmm. is in that middle piece mm-hmm. because you haven't made it to the final girl stage yet right the problem is that there was no body count to this movie
0: yeah. I mean, so, and maybe that's it. If if they had... If
1: they'd sprinkled a couple of kills in there, I think it would be fine. Yeah. They just didn't. Yeah. And that's odd to me.
0: So I, I don't want to say that it was boring at any point. I mean, I, I don't feel like the movie's boring at all. But there's there, there's just definitely a little bit of lag in there in certain places. And definitely some padding of the runtime. And,
1: well, the middle of it is, is largely gag and dialogue driven. hmm Right? It's people doing weird funny stuff, him doing funny stuff, him saying... His little one-liners and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And, and that's fine in a different type of movie. Mm-hmm. Just in this type of movie for me, and I think it sounds like for you too, I need to see something else there. Yeah. There, well, it needs to be more than just dialogue and reactions.
0: Yeah. but And the thing is, is they have these moments where the leprechaun's not there at all. This should be, for all intents and purposes, us getting the character-driven stuff where we're getting to know what our characters are like. And you really just don't get a lot of that. There's like, there's like a scene in a diner between Tori and Nathan where they're just arguing over eating meat, and it, it I don't feel like it really has anything to do with the story at all. You know, I just, I, I don't know. It, I don't feel like it really did anything for either of their characters. It, they just should have, if they were gonna have those character moments, it should have been something that was relative to the story, you know, like, maybe getting to know her past like why is she with her why is she with her dad why is she in this situation get to know nathan maybe a little bit more why is he working with a simple minded guy and a child you know what's the story behind that that might have i feel like those things might have worked better than well i don't like meatloaf i'd rather have salad is and well guess what your shoes are made out of you know i would rather have gotten to know them a little bit better i guess
1: yeah well alex was his little brother
0: did it say that
1: yeah pretty sure it says that. I don't
0: recall that. I think
1: it's mentioned one time that that's his brother, his little brother. Which, crazy, because there's a shitload of years between those two. Yeah. I don't know. If they had taken the whole thing with her not wanting to kill animals, didn't want to kill... And turn that into something where she was trying to reason with the leprechaun because she didn't want I to kill him. I could see that. Mm-hmm. If they had carried that through, I don't know how interesting it would have been, but at least it would have been consistent.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because she's like, I don't want to kill things. And then she's like chasing after him with a shotgun. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that in itself is sort of a continuity problem. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Yeah. That, a lot of that middle dialogue was just there.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. But that's really, that's all I got as far as dislikes. Like said, yeah. I said, I find... Um, most the majority of it highly entertaining and really fun. And um, like I said, you know I can't give uh, Warwick Davis praise enough for his part in this and what he did with that character, cause he definitely made it his own and made it fun. And uh, yeah, you could say that the Leprechaun as a character is B tier as far as horror movies go. But you
1: could also say that the Leprechaun in the later ones, like Leprechaun in Back to the Hood Two or whatever, he's kind of like. Freddy Krueger, but smaller.
0: Yeah, exactly. He definitely got more. He embraces
1: the camp. He tells the jokes. He kills people in creative and fun ways. Yeah. That's sort of what he is. He's a tiny Freddy (laughs) Krueger.
0: Yeah. But my point being that, yeah, he's not up there with our our main guys that we think of when we think of horror movies, but you can't go to any person who loves horror and say leprechaun and they don't know what you're talking about. I, I feel like he has very much earned his place in, oh for in, sure in horror villains so
1: he's not like Pumpkinhead, where you're like what what yeah
0: no 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 i'm I'm what <laughs> oh, did like, you like those movies yes well no 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 not those movies i like the first Pumpkinhead a lot and did you know that that's a stan winston creation
1: i don't know that i've ever seen the whole thing i was gonna say that, so that falls into that category of you put it on and i looked up when somebody died and then i went back okay and whatever
0: well, now that I've told you it's a Stan Winston monster and he directed it, you might watch it a little bit differently next time. It's actually a pretty decent I might actually
1: movie. watch it next time.
0: Yeah. It's it's actually a pretty good movie. But my
1: point is is that he's more popular than, yeah, yeah. than Pumpkinhead. For sure. So for sure. Even though he's not, you know, Jason Voorhees, people still know who he is. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah, for fucking sure. But um yeah, and as we go on in the following weeks. <laughs> We'll have some that are worse, and we'll have some that are better, and then go back to worse. It's it's a mixed bag of a franchise for sure. That's cool. So. I'm good with that. <laughs> but if nothing else, they should, the rest of them, be highly entertaining. I w- I would say with the exception of part two.
1: That's all I asked for. <laughs> Entertain me, and <Yeah>, I'm good.
0: <laughs> so yeah, I guess next week we'll be back with Leprechaun 2, where he somehow ends up in Las Vegas.
1: Uh... That is so weird that in this one, like each one they didn't ever call back to the one before, did they? no, like in each movie, no it's they're like their own a separate standalone entries. episode every time.
0: It's like a choose your own adventure,
1: and I guess that's why in this remake, they started it where the first one ended, yeah, with the with him going in the well, which is interesting, but I think it's funny. All the other franchises where you get sequels, they sort of touch back even a little bit to at least maybe some piece of the one that came before it. Sort of.
0: I would say definitely Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street do that. They
1: they gave zero fucks in this one. Yeah. They were just like, what if he went to Las Vegas? What if he went to the Hood? What if he was in space?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure part two is Las Vegas. I know part three is in Las Vegas, so... We, I think we got a couple of Vegas ones there too in a row. It's like they had
1: a, a drawing contest for St. Patrick's Day in like a kindergarten and they just went and collected the pictures. Yeah. And they're like, what does this look like? Well, it looks like a leprechaun in space. Like, let's make that movie.
0: Or maybe part two's in L.A. I know it has something to do with a guy giving like haunted tours or something. So it yeah. could be that it's L.A. But, but we'll I
1: can appreciate the randomness of it.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But either way, we'll find out in uh, definitely... Uh, I hope you're listening, Robin, because I will be giving you another direct shout out in part two. So, <laughs> But anyway, guys, we love you. We're glad you're here. Um, I hope you're having fun with us and we'll see you back next week. But before we go, I want to give a special shout-out to our content creator of the week. And this week, I want to give a special shout-out to our friends over at the Girl That's Scary podcast. Um, since making friends with our really good best friends, I should say, over at Pod Mortem, we've uh, made a whole group of podcasting friends, and I love sharing their stuff. They love sharing ours, and I want to give Girl That's Scary um, all the recognition they deserve um go check them out they're on all platforms and i guess that's it for this week so we will be back next week with leprechaun to you guys bye bye Hey guys, quick reminder to find us on social media. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as SpookyMom83 and Travis on Twitter as TravisL80. And find our official page on Instagram and Twitter at Dead and Married. If you have any questions or suggestions for films or otherwise, feel free to email us at deadandmarried at yahoo.com. Later. Hello friends, welcome back to Dead and Married and I'm your host. This is why I don't do it. (laughs)
1: I think this no. is why I typically do the intros.
0: <laughs> this phone came back, came out in fuck. I can't talk today. I know.
1: But, <laughs> will you prop your phone up where it'll stop falling over?
0: <laughs> I'm not sure that the poor or le is fucking. God damn it! Why do you do that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's an M M&M and M home. Mom spaghetti.
0: The kills and them that into a drink. Okay. It's
1: tough. bye. <laughs>
0: what is that look on your face?
1: I don't know. You just suddenly stopped, so I thought we were yeah, done. Yeah, I
0: was. Just, I gave my shout out. Love, love everybody we promote each week. And but yes, I but guess. But then
1: usually you say bye, and then I say bye, and then we <laughs> and then we stop. Bye for real this time. For-